Ready? The proud family. What? <laughs> Can we talk about wanting to have the confidence of Penny Proud at that young of an age? I know. <laughs> I'm Penny Proud and I'm cute and I'm loud and, and I, I got it going, going on. on. Get it, girl. Wait, what were the cheers that we did? Like, it was like, my name's Amira. Hey. I get three wishes. Hey. And when you kiss me. Hey. I get so vicious. <laughs> is The Table is Ours, a podcast where we discuss all things Black, Black identity, Black vulnerability, and Black achievement. I'm Kirby Dixon, and with me is my host, Amira Lawali, my absolute favorite, most hysterical stand-up comic. And that's my girl, Kirby Dixon. She doesn't use Gorilla Glue, but her hair is always laid. And you know the drill. I have to ask you this every week. Girl, how are you? I feel old. <laughs> I feel old as hell. And it's these like Gen Zers on the TikTok that are coming for us. Not the TikTok. The TikTok <laughs> on the World Wide Web. And I just, I feel old. Under the internets. Why are they making you feel old, girl? <laughs> because they're telling me everything we think is cool is not cool. And it's not fair. You can't sit with us, Gen Zers. You cannot sit with us. They can't sit with us. They literally, they told me my, we can't wear skinny jeans. We can't use our laughing emoji. Like, you know what pisses me off? When they talk about how much wine I drink. Well, you, you know care? what? You know what you should say? Y'all can't even drink wine yet. That's I why. Know. So what? Now what? <laughs> now what, TikTokers, Gen Z? Oh my God. Take that, Take young people. That. I realized I was old as hell when I couldn't understand what these people meant in songs, like Up by Cardi. Like, that was a song that was, when it's up, then it's up, then it's eight, up. Then it's, eight, I said, eight. is this sexual? Is this beef? <laughs> is this is this confidence? I had no idea for three days until I realized it's all about beef. So when, like, you're beefing with someone, like, you guys, what's up? It's What's up? It's on site. Once it's up, it's stuck. Once I be with you, forever. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> the reason why I knew I was old as it relates to music is when I couldn't memorize songs as quickly as I could back in the day. So if you ask me a song now, normally, like, if it's a new song, I have the ad-libs down. But if you ask me to actually <laughs> sing the lyrics, girl, There's I will lose there. every time. <laughs> I blame everything on brain surgery now. If you say something to me and I forget it, <laughs> sorry, I okay, have Okay, but brain girl, surgery. you have brain surgery, so what does that mean for me? <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're old. <laughs> Kirby, I don't know why you're we can be old like stunning. I don't know why you're holding out. I'm ready seasoned, to be old. Seasoned. I don't like the word I'm ready old. To be I like seasoned. seasoned. I like a little a little Cajun spice, <laughs> you know? A little razzle dazzle. I'll take that, but old? Heck no. I'm fine with being old. Old people get to do whatever the hell they want. Say what they want. They have money. I want money. I want to sit down. No, I do want that. <laughs> but speaking of youth, we have a little nostalgia this week. A lot we have, of nostalgia. <laughs> we have someone who's been, I guess, like in our lives publicly since we were teens, since we yeah. were kids. They've been in the public for decades. A queen of like black television who comes and comes and comes again Absolutely. for generations. Um, we have Kyla Pratt. 
Yes. Okay. If you didn't already know from her iconic voice, she was Penny Proud in The Proud Family. She's been in Dr. Doolittle. She's been in Love and Basketball, Fat Albert, uh, One on One. She's been in The Parenthood. List those credits. List them. Listen, she has a, a CVS receipt size list of accolades <laughs> for us to tout. She's been seen in Smart Guy, Moesha, The Parkers, Lizzie McGuire, you name it. She has probably <laughs> been a part of it. So I am so excited to talk to one of our Black childhood faves about everything under the sun. We discussed Black motherhood. We discussed growing up as a child star in Hollywood. We discussed protecting your peace and the importance of mental health in the Black community. And we really go there with her. So let's get into it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Kyla, we always start with the same question with every guest because it's so important. It's been such a crazy year. How are you? Like, how are you doing for real? I'm good now. Uh, it's been an uh, emotional journey during this whole quarantine time. I was not always good. Um, I was ready to get to work, and that's when everything shut down. And I have so much responsibility at home, you know, being a mom and having to make sure like I, I know there were a bunch of people who were like, oh, I'm alone. And I'm like, well, I'm cooking for six people every day, <laughs> breakfast, lunch and dinner. You want to switch yes. for about two weeks? Um, so I wasn't I didn't always you know, I wasn't always feeling as great as I am now, but I also um, am one of those people who finds the good in everything and just learning to appreciate this time that I've been allowed to be with my family and be with my kids. Um, I know pretty soon they're going to be a little older and don't want to hang out with their mama. So <laughs> I'm like, let me take this all in for what it is. And um, yeah, and to be someone who actually was able to work during the lockdown. Uh, so I, you know, I count my blessings and um, started working out more, started eating better and uh, made sure I didn't drink too much. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'm good now. Now I feel good. That's good. Um, you mentioned like getting the chance to spend time with your kids. I went home to Texas when things shut down for a little bit. It was the first time I was home with my two sisters since I was 18. My what? mom was so happy. <laughs> I went crazy, but she was so happy to have us all back. <laughs> we immediately went into acting like we were 12 again. And I was like, ah, time to go. Yeah. Oh it's time goodness. to leave. Yeah. That's, that's the heart being the mama of it all. See, my mom is at a different place because now I'm the active mama raising kids. So my mom comes over and she's like, what's for dinner? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Why? Oh no! Don't you want to yes. cook today? <laughs> I love that. So Shout I was out the to one. The mamas. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and I know it's something that since we're in quarantine, we talk about a lot and the struggles of like 
listen, my kid might just pop in here. You have to go with the flow. I might have to mute. I might need to go somewhere. But I'm a grown person. And I say as someone who's home now, I went back to being dependent on my mom. (laughs) I expect her to feed me. I'm like, I will not take a break to eat if she's not home, which is happening this week. So shout out to all the black moms or parents in general who are at home during this pandemic and dealing with a lot. We see y'all shining. So girl, (laughs) we need, you know, I always say if, if you can't be the best you to your kids, if you're not taken care of. So to have to be in the house every day, all day and, and answering questions like daddy could be sitting right here. No one's talking What he's right there. Why, why, why did you, why did you just pass him to come ask me a question? Or if I'm leaving the house, they're like, where are you going? What you doing? Yeah. Oh, daddy leaving. Like, oh, bye. I'm like, what? That just means you're the cool mom. That's all. <laughs> I love it. It's, 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 I send love to all the parents out there doing this right now. Take deep breaths. Just know you are not alone. We are all together. But then also look at this time as like a, Hey, I, I, I you know, there's, Sometimes kids grow up so fast that we didn't get to spend time with them because we were too busy working or too busy focused on a lot of different things. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. I, I kind of took advantage of this time. And now I was able to pay attention more to what's going on in my kids' classrooms, um, how they're learning, uh, you know, and being able to be like, oh, no, teacher, um, I'm going to need you to do a little bit more because I understand <laughs> we're in the house, but don't be holding my baby, uh, you know, so... <laughs> It's like, it's like, we, we feel you, we hear what you, but look at the good side of there. There is a, a plus to, you know, being at home together. Well, speaking about kids, you grew up in the spotlight as a child. And I want to take you back to that a little bit. Um, so I will acknowledge at A&E, we are part owned by Disney, um, but it is really challenging. And it's no secret that there's a lot of weight that comes with being a child in Hollywood and particularly a Disney child. We know the juggernaut that is Disney. So can you kind of speak about what that experience was like for you growing up in the spotlight and particularly growing up as a Disney child star? Um, it was cool. I mean, I, 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 had, I have a really great foundation. I have a family um, that I, I always sit back and I let everybody know, like my mother made sure that I wanted to keep doing what I was doing. Um, I never felt forced. I never felt like I needed to do this or, oh, baby, go out there and make us some money. I never had that feeling. So I've only had really good energy coming from, you know, being a part of this industry. And I always felt like, oh, this is something fun that I get to do. And, oh, if I didn't get that part, then it's okay because maybe one of my friends will get that part. And, you know, something is coming for me. Like, it's fine. It's okay. And being the Disney kid, I was very happy that I did the the voiceover side of things. And um, I wasn't, I didn't have to be on there every day because you get this, you get this, you get put in this box of this, kid who has has to be perfect and Mm -hmm. doesn't have any problems or doesn't you know do anything wrong or is always happy all the time and you know that's hard to deal with and I feel like that's why a lot of kids who came up in the industry they didn't really um they weren't as fortunate as I was and they went through so many things that they experienced and that's why when I hear other people like talking about them or what they went through it's like come on man like this was difficult like luckily I just in my brain was like no that's not me no I don't want to do this or it's crazy because even like as an adult I was like wait people think I'm like a princess like (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> cookie cutter, like, oh, I'm like, no, my mom just told me, you know, respect your elders. And when it's time to mm-hmm. work, it's time to work. And, mm-hmm. you know, but that didn't mean that I wasn't, you know, I, I was kicking it. Like I was a normal. Right. <laughs> and then so like, I, I didn't realize that until I got older and I got with my man and people were like, who is this guy? Like he's, he has all these tattoos and he mm-hmm. just this and he, and I'm like, well, I don't understand what the problem Mind is. your business. Uh, <laughs> y'all don't know me. <laughs> you know, so right. I didn't realize that I had that image until, until then. And I was like, wait, but I didn't mean to do that. You know, I was just taught to, you know, be respectful or, mm-hmm. you know, you carry yourself a certain way and, you know, but there's, you know, I just, growing up, I don't really consider myself a Disney kid, but I, you know, luckily was able to grow up and have less things to heal from than, you know, some other child actors that were in this business. Cause you know, you, it's a lot of crazy people in this world and you're opened up to these crazy people at an earlier age. And, and if you're not, I guess, as paranoid as I was as a kid, yeah. it's like, <laughs> who are you? What you want? Yeah. Oh no, you yeah. want something. No, it's nice to meet you. Bye. Like a lot of times. I love that. No, a lot of times people are like, where's Kyla? What's Kyla doing? I'm like, Kyla is minding her business. Kyla knows. Kyla is protecting her peace. Kyla feels energy. Kyla can feel when people are full of shit. Yes. Uh, (laughs) You know, so I just, you know, I maintain, you know, my distance and and you'll see me when when I want to be seen. I oh love my it. gosh, a hundred percent. Um, protecting your peace is so important. Yes. Absolutely. Cut people off. Every cut people off, to take cut yourself off. out of certain situations. Mental health is the most important thing that you need oh my to gosh, work on yes. in your life, in any type of industry that you are in, any type of mm-hmm. job that you are in, your relationships and the people around you. And and I let people know like that's what's most important to me, but also understand that these people that you see in the industry don't have it all together. I don't have everything all together. I, I preach mental health and I preach about taking care of you, but I have my days where I'm like, oh my God, I can't eat this and I can't do that. And why did I do this? And why did I say that? I just can't do anything mm-hmm. right, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you were human, have those days and then be like, all right, I'm not gonna sit in this and let's move forward. What can I learn from this, you know? Yeah, that honesty and that humanity, though, that you show and that you represent is something that I think we love so much about you because you don't always get that in Hollywood and everyone feels the need to be so perfect all the time and to be so perfect in their public image. But that's not the reality of a lot of people's situations. That's not our reality, you know? I think that is absolutely exhausting for people who, who do do that or have to keep that up. I sympathize with them in a certain way. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel the pressure of doing that. But it's like, I even, I said earlier, I was like, it's hard for me to post a picture sometimes. And I'll be like, fully made up. Like, yes, honey, you look amazing. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, I got to find a picture where I look regular. Because, (laughs) you know, contour and putting on, but that's not every day. Like, I'm not, I can't, that has to be exhausting. And you see these um, artists, just entertainers in general, who lose themselves or mentally struggle because, they had to maintain that. And I just, that's not something that I want to do. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like it. Like, <laughs> I don't feel, yep. I, don't, I don't want to. So yep. it is what it is. The power yeah. of no. Oh my gosh. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying no. Um, 
<laughs> Kirby and I both work on the other side of the industry. We're both on the network side, right? So to be honest, like I, for a while, I struggled with finding my voice at work. And this podcast was actually me pushing in my voice and like completely being myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we were thinking about like, how hard was it for you as like a teen or a child to find your voice in those rooms? Like you were in this industry so much earlier. I can't imagine how you kind of found your voice and st- stood in your truth. How was that journey? Um, that's, and, and it's crazy because that's a loaded question for me because being a young woman in this industry and always feeling like, you know, respecting your elders and, and doing certain things. And even, you know, sometimes we come up as young kids and, you know, adults telling you like, uh-uh, stay in a child's place or don't do this or mm-hmm. don't do that. Like I didn't, I don't know if I felt like my voice, I, I, I like, I feel like back then I was just, I would go with the flow. And if something made me uncomfortable, we would talk about it. Um, but mm-hmm. I think I've, I was, I found my voice more as I got older. And mm-hmm. I realized that because people see me in a certain light that a lot of times they feel like they could take advantage or, um, oh, Kyla, she's so sweet. Or, oh, that's the little girl from um, so-and-so. Like, oh yeah, we can, we can do this and we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then me having to be like, you want to do what? Oh, no, 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 no. You, 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 you thought something that was good. No. <laughs> uh, so I know as like a grown woman now, like, no, you stand up for yourself. Don't say yes to please other people. Don't do things to please other people um, because that's not going to make you feel good in the long run. And just learn how to have conversations, you know, like, let's talk about things. Like, don't try to trick me into nothing. If we talk about stuff and I am okay, like, I'm a team player. If if I'm on a set and we need a couple more hours to do something and we're not supposed to, and you come mm-hmm. talk to me and you're like, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Okay, let's work. But if you try to trick me or you try to or or think you about to get over, oh no, I'm not doing it. Like, no, nah, yeah. like you you messed up. <laughs> you messed up. <laughs> so I think I've I found my voice more now, and that's more of me standing up for myself in a lot of different situations. And then also I'm raising kids that are going to listen to what I say, but they're more going to, they're going to see what I do. And so you can't just be talking the talk. Like they have to see you move the way you want to move. And, um, and yeah. And then like, I'm like, uh, if I say yes to something that I don't want to do to please you, what, what is that? Is I'm going to have, I'm going to have to live with that. So, yeah. So I think I found it a little later than, than before. I don't think I was as vocal as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something to grow into. But you touched on it a little bit earlier, like the scrutiny that like teens in the public eye are getting right now is like, it's so Particularly harsh. Particularly black teens, black yeah. women, yes. black girls. That frustrates me because first of all, I'm very happy that I did not grow up in the social media age. Um, mm-hmm. Because right now people are, you know, they're posting everything and um, they're following these these young people's lives. And it's like, you guys can't like let these people live. Like I just don't like no one looks at these people and puts themselves like, oh, okay, what was I doing at that age? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Good thing nobody 100%. was recording you. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, <laughs> right? It's like, come on, let these people live. Let them have their moments. Let them grow. Um, but I, I think it's also very hard to grow up in the public eye in that way. I think that's why I've also been very private because a lot of people, um, they have their opinions about what they want to have their opinions about and don't really know nothing and just want to speak up on stuff. And if you're going through things or learning different things, it's hard to 
hear that energy at the same time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I was, I was having a conversation with my friend because um, we were talking about um, my pregnancies and they were like, I was doing all these interviews and they're like, why did you hide it? And I was like, well, I didn't hide anything. <laughs> I didn't right. announce. I didn't announce anything, but I was at Disneyland eight months pregnant. Like nobody bothered <laughs> me. Like nobody, I wasn't, you know, like in that attention type, like no one, no one cared <laughs> until, you know, um, after the fact. And then, and that was mainly because I had seen interviews with young black women that were pregnant and whether they were married or not, the feedback was so negative. And I was like, I'm not dealing with that when I'm mm-hmm. doing the most amazing thing that I could ever do in my life. And, you know, Thank so you. like, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm not bringing that energy into my life and it's yeah. not going to happen. And then it was crazy because when I announced that I had a daughter, I got the energy that they, that I knew was going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. You all in, oh, who is this? And, and, and it was frustrating because at the same time, I would see like people not, uh, pe- non-black women who were pregnant or you know and then all of a sudden it's like oh it's a baby boom in Hollywood or right. you know they weren't really yeah. concerned about who they were having a baby with or if they were married and all this different stuff so it's like the the, the fact that people can have they people can have so many different opinions now and they can say whatever they want to say and I come from a different generation of you know, you talk shit, you get hit. So I don't understand yep. where these people yes. <laughs> where can just don't say whatever they want to. Buck. If you want to knock I'll buck. Don't do it. Yeah. Nice to meet you. No. And so, and people, and people don't like people like come to me, and I've had people try to disrespect me in person, and I'm like, honey, I don't care what you watch. Like, it's, I'm gonna need you to fall back. Like, don't don't get these characters twisted. Like, don't that I work in Hollywood. Don't play right. with me. Like, it's 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 about respect, and so now it's like people don't really have to do that. They can go, and I was also taught if you don't have nothing, anything nice to say, don't speak don't say on anything it. at all. Exactly. Like you will not see me on anybody's page talking about them. Like for what? I can have an opinion and think mm-hmm. it, but I'm not gonna tear anybody else down. I'm not gonna do all that. Like why? Like I actually want to see people grow. I want to see people go through things and grow and get better. Like so, me coming to somebody's page and saying something like for what? Yeah, it's so much energy to be negative towards somebody else. And you talked about at the top, like protecting your peace, knowing someone's energy from the jump. I am totally big on energy too. And the moment I can feel it from the second I meet you, I feel it. And it is just so much, it's so not worth my time to tear somebody else down when I'm trying to build myself and those around me up. So just get out my way (laughs) and and that's the unfortunate part of things is that people don't recognize like if you spend all your time tearing down other people you're spending less time on you and so there's there's less there's less growth like me I don't know about other people out there I like to grow I like to be like okay what can I do to make myself better or how can I you know how can I thrive in any situation like what you know I was dealing with this how can I you know like I I love to like challenge myself and do good and I feel like some people just want to be stuck in the bullshit that they in and I'm like yeah. that's where you want to stay okay yeah. <laughs> and you have to get away from it because it's contagious it is trash yeah. is contagious toxic. yeah bad energy no totally and it's crazy because anytime that I've ever had a situation where I was like I ignored my feelings and something like 
And I'd be like, see, you knew it though. You knew it though. Mm-hmm. You were just trying to be like, oh, Kylie, you there. No, you know, you know, you can feel it. Yes. You can feel it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are <laughs> such an icon of our childhood. And it was so funny because I knew the moment you got on this call, I'm going to hear you and it's going to take me right back. That nostalgic spot when I'm thinking of literally like penny proud. I'm like, oh, my God, Kirby, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't sing the song. Um, But we realized we know so much about you as an actress, as an icon and the characters that you portrayed. But there's not a lot out there about your personal life. And honestly, Shout out to you. We were so impressed, so proud. Amir and I both started snapping like, yes, I'm so happy that I cannot find anything on Tell her. Tell the world to mind the world's business. Mind okay? your business. Mind the business that pays your bills. It's clear that like, boundaries are so important for you. So what are your boundaries? Like, How did you manage to set them in an industry that is so damn nosy? And, and they are. They are very nosy. They've tried to be extra nosy. They've tried to tear down so many different parts of everything. Um, I think in any situation, you have to set some type of boundaries. Um, honestly, I, I I grew up in this industry at a point where people didn't know need to know all of your personal business. And, mm-hmm. and so as I got older and people are like, this is what you signed up for. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Started this a yeah. long time ago. I did not sign right. up for you to be all in my business. And even now I have you know, situations where there'll be like an interview and they'll be like, oh, can we do this in your house? And can we do this here and this there? And I'm like, look, um, let, let me tell y'all something about me. Oh, you can get a little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of that, but not everybody is supposed to, I like, I used to struggle with like posting pictures of my kids because I'd mm-hmm. be like, you know, I wanted to find a healthy balance. I didn't want to do the whole, you know, put a blank. I don't want my babies growing up with a blanket over their heads and having not to do certain yeah. things. And like, that's the, that's going to stress my kids out, you know, but then I also, yeah. you know, my most important thing in my life is my children. So it's kind of hard to not you know, brag about them online or, oh, look at my baby so cute and look at what she did. Yes. <laughs> you know, but then it's also, I would be thinking about posting stuff and I'm like, I don't want everybody to have all the memories that I have. Like, I think some things are better to just be for me, yeah. you know, and I can share a little bit here and there and I can give everybody bits and pieces of my personal life, but I don't owe anybody anything as far as you needed to be all up in my business. Like, and I know now it's like my man was the one that was like, babe, you got to get on social media. You got to do this. You got to do that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to. And he's like, no, it's a different world now. It's, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. You got to, you know, mm-hmm. you got to promote yourself. And it was just, it was just a diff, a, a weird struggle. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be all Kyla, 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 like, but I'm, I'm growing. It's growing on me a little <laughs> bit, like to, you know, share a little bit here and there. But then I also have no problem. I have no problem being my authentic self, but I also have no problem with telling somebody that's none of your business. Yeah. Oh my God, Kyla. And I, uh, I can relate to you so much in that regard because I'm an only child and I've always grown up to know, like my, my mom is like, you are the CEO of your life and your career. You control the narrative. You let people in or you let them, like you give people what you want to give them. And that was such a challenge when we started this podcast, because the same thing for us, like you need to kind of open yourself up a little bit. You might need to make your private profiles public. You need to be able to post things on social media to get the word out there. And I struggled with it so much because I'm so used to holding my own image and protecting myself because the world can be so cruel to black women. In, in particular. And I'm like, 
I don't have the time for you to scrutinize my life. It's my life for a reason. It's not yours. But um, I relate with you a lot in that yeah. regard because I struggled. And you have to just find that balance. It, it, it's finding the balance because you don't want to be too closed off to where no one knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I love talking about certain things because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to be open, I'm going to be open about things that I think would help certain people or yeah. and it even and even then not all the details because I you know like yeah. it's, it's, it's finding a balance and understanding that the world changes every day but also you know when I need to step away and then also like what we were talking about earlier like how I feel about the people around me that I love that mm-hmm. I cherish I'm not opening them up to those type of conversations because that's not what they do and I'm mama bear I'm wifey bear um daughter bear like (laughs) you gonna see a whole nother side of me when it comes to the people that I love and to have to open them up to any type of criticism like on my page come to my page say whatever the hell you want to if it's something sexual that's the only time I delete it because I have a teenager that is on social media you know what I'm saying you can have your opinion about me or whatever I got going on but you got an opinion about these people that I love Oh, you got yeah. me all the way. You think you're going to come over here and just be able to do it and say, you know what I mean? So right. I think if is- you buck is the theme of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the description. If you're not going <laughs> to buck and watch out, except for HR. I know you're listening. Not at work. We handle things as grown ups or whatever. But then yeah. I also know that, you know, different people grow up different ways. And like, oh, really? That's how you I'm like, well, you think you can say whatever you think you can just I, I'm like mental. Hello mental abuse is worse than the physical to me because that the physical is gonna heal eventually the mental stays there so you feel like you can come and say whatever you want to I have a problem with that right I'm not coming to anybody's life just commenting or saying I let people know all I know everybody's business in my life everybody because they know that Kyla got her own stuff going on and Kyla's not judging you and Kyla's not about to tell your business because she got her own shit going on period right people nowadays just they funny Right. It's so funny. It's like learn how to be authentically open. Be authentically open. I don't care. Don't be judging other people. You got X, Y, and Z going on over here. Like, relax. You should be in therapy, actually, but whatever. I mean, everybody should. Everybody Everybody should. should. Everybody needs, we, everybody is healing from something Mm -hmm. that they don't realize that they're healing from. And I feel like if people go to therapy or people talk to someone and have open conversations or allow people in their lives that they know, know how to listen and, and listen sometimes just to be an ear, not to be somebody who's responding back. Like we need to have more conversations and know that like the mental struggle is real. And if we all talk about it and it it becomes less taboo, it becomes like less of a thing that you are embarrassed about because you know that other people are experiencing similar things. Like we're all human beings. We all like I'm confident as hell. But but one day I might not be. I'll be like, oh, what is? Oh, my God. Look at my nose. Look, you know what I mean? Yeah, it happens. But then but then a couple hours, I'm like, hold on. This nose is cute as hell. Look at it. Let me let me pump myself up. Let me, you know, get it back. So. I think we all need to talk to someone. We all need to be open and have conversations. And that way we understand that we're not alone and it becomes easier, a he- easier healing process. 100%. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> so earlier we, we touched on your early career. And I, okay, I'm going to call you out a little bit because recently we saw you on Insecure and your character hurt my feelings Girl. like no other. <laughs> oh because my gosh. I, I was still healing from like a, from like a bad friendship breakup. And I just imagined Ugh. that happening to me and getting left. And I was so hurt by y'all ditching Issa. It hurt my feelings. Let out an audible. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, cringe. What's that could have been me. What's so funny is that the fans of Insecure really be hitting me up talking mess. <laughs> so and mad. I'm like, you guys, it wasn't Kyla. It was a character. <laughs> like, they're like, why you do her like that? Why you? I'm like, look, I would have loved to make it a different way to where I would have been back on Insecure a couple episodes. You know what I'm saying? Have a little arc yeah. rolling. But that's not what happened. <laughs> so can y'all stop banging on me? I honestly, I honestly was just so excited to be a part of the project in any way. I've been a fan of Insecure since it started. Um, I've been a fan of Issa Rae and her energy is everything. It's nice to, you know, mm-hmm. be a, a fan of someone's work and then actually work with them and see how they carry themselves and how they do things and how authentic they are. And it just makes you want to support them even more. Like I can't, I'm very pissed off that this season is the last season of Insecure. I'm I'm like the rest of the fans, but it's cool though. She, I already know Issa's going to have a million amazing things coming up. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that kind of takes us, I feel like you are one of the queens of like the black renaissance TV. Like you were there when we were like hot. Like it was one of us and we had girlfriends and everything, right? And then you're back when we have like insecure in this time. But for me, like I feel like we had a drought. Like there was like a lull in black television where for so long, I didn't see myself. I didn't see my family. I didn't see my friends. And like, I feel like we're in the come up now. Like it's Mm -hmm. all coming back. How do you feel about that lull? And then how do you feel about like, now we have so many black stories, but they're all like varieties of stories. Mm-hmm. Like they're very niche and personal and everyone can kind of find their different black, their different blackness. I think um, that drought, first of all, I feel like um, that's around the time where one-on-one had got canceled. And it was because I, I, I knew that UPN, UPN went away mm-hmm. and they started a whole new network and did this whole thing. And once I saw the lineup there, I was like, oh, we don't fit into that. And um, I think it was like, oh, sitcoms are going out of style. It's a different type of funny now. And this isn't it. And so everything went to single camera. And it's like, this is the new thing. And now it's kind of coming back, showing that you can do both. We can have sitcom and we can have single camera. We can have blacks. We can have all these different stories. And even with you talking about like the variety of stories, like I think it's amazing because a lot of times, um, my beautiful people, we could be a little judgmental yes. <laughs> about the story. A lot of judgmental. <laughs> you know, I was, you know, I was trying to ease my way into that. You know, <laughs> but, but you know, I think it's like all the stuff that I've done up until now. Like I have so many things that my kids can watch. I have so many, you know, different things. So many different like cookie cutter situations that I've put myself in, and now I've been 
you know, doing more projects that um, touch on other conversations. You know, I don't want to be just the girl that does the romantic comedy or the, you know, I want to tell stories. There's so many different kinds of people in every culture. And Mm -hmm. if we're so busy, like nitpicking every little thing that our people do, it's like, y'all see y'all want the same story (laughs) over and over again. Like, I'm confused. Like, there's so many my story is not your story and your story mm-hmm. is not mine and her story is not yours and all these different things like every everybody's different so I, I think it's amazing to see all these different projects that are coming out and I also make sure that I support them as soon mm-hmm. as they come out because that's one thing we can't we can't ask for more content and we not supporting what's what's out there especially the great stuff that's being done yeah. so it was a drought for a while but I I, I like I like the direction that it's going in now and it's amazing mm-hmm. to see I could just see it climbing from here, even seeing people who look like me and women who look like me developing and creating and directing and doing all these different things is it's it's, it's, it's inspirational. So I'm excited to see what the next couple of years like I don't think there'll ever be a drought again. I think we realize, oh, oh y'all tried to shut us down. Better not. The, the, not. Doris box has been opened. OK. And it's no comeback. <laughs> No, going back. It's so funny because I was saying because of people like you and having the opportunity to watch like one-on-one, half-and-half, girlfriends, uh, sister-sister, all of these shows, I grew up with so many examples of myself on screen that I actually even – I forgot there was a drought. I totally forgot because I held on to those narratives for so long. But it's funny uh, what you brought up before because we are in an age now where everyone is re-binging those shows because Mm -hmm. they're now available to us um but the difference is everyone's now looking at them with this 2021 magnifying glass in which (laughs) things are no longer appropriate um or they're getting called (laughs) out or the jokes don't land in the same way that they did 10 15 years ago so how do you feel about the critique of these black shows that they're now experiencing and how do you feel kind of about the cancel culture of some of these black shows when there really weren't a ton to begin with um, I, I think it's like, it's like where, where my kids are concerned. I sit back and I realize how many different things I watched or listened to as a kid. And I had no idea what I no was saying. Clue. I had yeah. no clue what I was rapping or what I, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I didn't know, like it didn't, I don't think it molded me in, you know, in a wrong way. Um, but also, yeah, the like, songs we, really, we had no clue what we were singing. <laughs> oh, girl, I, I was, I realized all the stuff that I still know the lyrics to to this day. And I played oh the song God. and I'm like, oh my goodness, I was this old yes. Like, so I try yes. not to be that extra, you know, strict where my kids are concerned. I'm like, look, they don't have the stuff they don't know. And then I try to keep the conversations open of like, okay, you can ask me questions. I like ask mommy, like I need you to ask me because if not, mm-hmm. then you can go ask your little friends and they don't know nothing. So I have to make sure that, you know, <laughs> don't. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's weird because even watching some of this stuff, like I didn't realize in one-on-one how much we talked about sex. Like I didn't yeah. realize, I, I, I knew that thing, like the adults around me felt uncomfortable when I had to do certain scenes and I thought it was funny. So I was like, <laughs> you laughing because I got to kiss him, uh, whatever. That's not funny. Yeah. I, it was funny to me. But now being the adult, I'm like, oh, my God, she going to be asking me questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what does this mean? Um, I mean, I, I feel like there's certain things that you can't cancel. You can't, you know, it's a part of history. It's a part of, yep. you know, like, I feel like some things that were said, it's like, okay, let's start conversations about what that right. was. 
then if something was so negative about a show that we did let's start a conversation about it and why you think it was negative or how did it make you feel during that time okay how did it make you feel you know it's just it's let's start conversations the more that we talk the more that we can understand each other and and know but I don't I think canceling something all that is is like oh so y'all don't want to talk about nothing y'all you don't want to grow from things like we eventually it's going to happen again if we don't talk about it you know so I don't know I don't really uh mm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, shout out to Black Twitter that is normally not afraid to go there and start the oh, conversations yeah. that we're not ready to have. Oh, right. <laughs> I love Black Twitter. I be sitting back like, oh my goodness, please. Don't, oh my God. I'm normally People just in tears. Hilarious. <laughs> Laughing. Oh yeah. Oh no. Black Twitter, That that's who went in on me when I was on Insecure. <laughs> they sure did. I'm like, guys. I may or may not have sent out a You were a part of it. it. <laughs> you were a part of it. I'm pretty you sure. You know, I may have retweeted <laughs> Or something. I don't think I, I tweeted. It was an actual tweet. It was somebody else's words, but maybe yeah, it was a tweet. Well, it's not mine. <laughs> you were a part of it. You shared the narrative. Whatever. Hurt my feelings. I was very sad for like three. That days. means you're a really good actress because we really felt. <laughs> and that and see and that's and that's how you have to look at it as an actor. You had to be like, I did my job. My job is done. Yay. I was just I so happy I'm that great. I was on something. I was on something where I could just be cussing and, and talking and talking about things that people weren't used to me talking about. <laughs> that was the funny yeah. part for me. <laughs> so you've been in the game for a long time and like such an idol and icon for so many of us. Um, how did you manage kind of like the weight of celebrity at a younger age versus now? Um, I didn't really think about uh, celebrity. You know, I, I would go to work and I would work and I would be done and be with my family or be with my friends and and then we would get things like oh it's the top show on blah 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 and I'm like wait people really? watch this <laughs> you know I wasn't that kid that was like oh I have to go to Hollywood to do my part and everybody's gonna see me and I, I, I just like I didn't care that much it was just like oh it was fun it was like oh I get to you know have a good time I didn't really deal with any self-esteem stuff, I think, until after I started having kids. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, because your your whole life is altered. And it was like, wait, so now everything's about, you know, this human being that I have to take care of. And my body's different. And how am I going to handle, you know, being a working mom and what if I'm not around her all the time and mm -hmm. and she feels some type of way about me not being around her, but what if I don't get to work and I can't, oh, what if I'm not good enough for, then I then that's when my brain started. I know a lot of people went through that as a teenager, but as a teenager, I was working. I knew myself, like I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. And, oh, you don't like me? That's cool, whatever. You ain't gotta like me, bye. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. just don't make <laughs> me, we ain't got a problem. But um, yeah, none of that really happened until, um, until hormonally, I went through all these different things having my babies and then had to get that together because they can't see mama tripping and then not trip themselves, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of like what I see myself as and how I view is like how you don't realize, but it comes from like your mom and your older sisters, like how they spoke about their bodies and like how like mm -hmm. open and positive they were. So my mom would correct me immediately if I ever said anything mm -hmm, about like yeah. self-esteem. She'd be like, uh, no, you're you're fine. You're cute. Let it go. Move on. And then yeah, I started to just yeah. mimic that. Yeah. yeah. I think and it's even I didn't even realize, I think, until a couple years ago where I was like watching commercials or I realized me talking about myself and I realized my small child who had no idea what I was talking about would copy it. And I'm like, oh, no, like I have to change how I speak about myself and 
like I uh, like even a, <laughs> my man just looked at me right now and reminded me of uh, back in the day he would say something nice to me or a compliment and I would go like yeah but look at this and look at that mm-hmm. and then he was like so you realize every time I give you a compliment you have something to say instead of right. just living in that and you know what I mean like and so not yeah. really recognizing how we speak about ourselves and how we speak about our bodies. And, and, you know, I have two young girls and I'm just like, it, you know, bodies changing already. And I'm trying to like, I'm telling the people around me, like, uh, we don't talk about bodies at all around here. Like we're not, we're not doing that. Cause I think that starts giving us complexes at a young age when we start talking about any parts of our, but like, it's like, yeah. it's like, you imagine growing up, like when you were little and you started developing a little bit and they're like, oh, yeah. look at the hips. Yes. Oh, look at them legs. Oh, and it's gosh. like, why? Like, so now as a kid, now I'm thinking about that. Kids really mm-hmm. internalize that. Now that you said it, like, I remember every like aunt or like grandma who said something about yeah. my body when I was that age. That's ridiculous. Like we have to stop yeah. the conversation early. And it starts making you overthink. And then no matter what, nothing is going to be perfect. Like we're all different. And, and and there's no perfect body type. There's no perfect chest size. There's no perfect hip to stomach ratio. Like it's not, nothing is going to be, like we're always going to have something. So I try to sit back now because I know that that's not something that we can just turn off. So mm-hmm. I, I'll sit back now and I'll see a picture of myself like seven to 10 years ago. And I'll be like, I didn't like my stomach. What? <laughs> I look good, girl. I look so good. Are you serious? <laughs> like, yes. really? And then, and then you kind of sit back and you're like, okay, I don't want to keep doing that. So I just feel like all you can do is do the best you possibly can. I really feel like you can only be insecure on things that you haven't worked on because you know you can, you know, do better. Whether it's mm-hmm. um, eating properly, whether it's reading more, whether it's working out more, or you know, just anything to feed yourself and give yourself some little extra love, like. If I'm on a red carpet and somebody says something negative about my body and I've been eating like crap, I haven't been working out, I haven't been caring, I'm gonna I'm gonna be more offended. But if somebody says mm-hmm. something about my body and I've been you on were my working sh- at it, yeah. and I've been on it and I've been eating, I'm like, you're a hater, honey. I've been doing <laughs> this, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've been on it. I've been, you know, eating right. I've been, and it, but the pictures could look exactly the same. But it's all about what you're working on, and so it's like in here, like, oh no, I got this. Like, <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can. So you're a hater. <laughs> yeah, I'm. That's why I'm so proud of kind of the way in which um, the body representation of black women particularly in the spotlight now has been expanded so much because little girls and even little you know little black girls and little black boys are able to finally see people that look like them and be okay with that I remember even as a kid um growing up I would be in the mirror like trying to like push my hips in or like looking not wearing pants that you know accentuate my butt or anything like that and my mom is like girl do you want to be a stick you don't want to be a stick. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's all I see. Like, I'm so used to seeing people that look straight up and down and thinking that mm-hmm. that's what is supposed to be beautiful in in the public's eye. And I'm like, you know what? In the same way that you're able to kind of look inside, internalize and work on your mental health to know that mm-hmm. you look good no matter what anybody says, as long as you're happy with it, that's all that matters. The crazy thing is, is like that can create a complex as well. Because I know that uh, when I was younger, like when people talk to me about like, oh, they talk about weight and stuff. And I used to sit back and be like, oh, y'all not going to make me feel some type of way about my weight. I am 
14, 15, 16 years old. I don't care about none of that. Da, 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 da. But then mm-hmm. if somebody was like, oh, you look like, oh, they think is a compliment going, oh, you look skinny. You look good. And I'd be like, what? Well, now what I'm skinny. Mean? That's not good either. So, yeah. <laughs> so I have my thighs are little and I don't have a booty. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. I got to eat a burger. Like it's. You know, so that's why I just like, okay, can we not talk about it at all? Can we just like, like everybody just, you know, like, I don't know. I just want everybody to getting. (laughs) Do you think we're getting better in in navigating that conversation nowadays than we were even when you were growing up? Or is it just, is it the same? Is it worse now that we have social media? I'm not sure if it's worse. I just know that we're in a world now, like I said, people can say whatever they want to say. And it's unfortunate. And you know, I feel some type of way sometimes where I'm like, I'll order something offline and then I'll put it on and I'm like, it didn't look like this <laughs> on the pictures. But then right. I look at the pictures and I'm like, Kyla, that's not, you know, they have a completely different body type or it doesn't mm-hmm. really like look completely natural. So maybe that's why it's not fitting. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's it's difficult because we have, you know, all these different, I don't know. I just think everybody do what they want to do, but don't put another woman down for what she, you know, has going on and just living just you beautiful okay just work it however you got it (laughs) I just want to ask you too like I feel like black women and black young stars in Hollywood their bodies are so scrutinized all the time and it's gross to be quite frank it's disgusting I do not condone it I do not like it um but for people that are in the public eye and I'm thinking of names like not necessarily the same but like Zendaya Chloe who just had an entire kind of breakdown on IG live what type of um advice would you have for women that in our eyes are beautiful um in every way shape or form but are growing up through that that scrutinized lens and they get it from both other communities and the black community unfortunately had something to say about it and what's crazy to me is I don't understand the whole Chloe thing because when I like I saw her videos I'm like yes honey okay, we were so you confused better, you better be feeling yourself like yes like oh okay, I was like yes she did some challenge and I was like, okay, everybody else can stop now. Literally, she killed the challenge. It's finished. Um, so yeah. to see her have to receive that type of backlash, like I said, everybody feels they can say what they want to say or they can make assumptions yeah. about somebody based on what they have going on with their bodies or what they're doing online. Like, I'm going to need everybody to shut the hell up in my business. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, as a young woman, like, enjoy, enjoy your life. And and just mm-hmm. all I say is if for anybody posting anything on social media, I'm always like, look, whatever you post, that's forever. Mm-hmm. Actress, whatever I do is forever. Like, it's going to be on screen forever. Just whatever, you know, just I don't have a bone in my body that's like, why would she do that? Skin all smooth and skin all smooth and being completely on beat and look at her hair. <laughs> How dare she be perfect? You know what I I'm sitting back like, okay. And like, and everybody, everybody's different. Not everybody's the same. It's like even saying like Zendaya and her, like they completely different body structures, completely. And they're both beautiful in their own ways. It's like, why do we have to compare? Why does one have to be better than the other? Why can't we just applaud each other and wish that at that age, at 20, early twenties, that we had that type of confidence to be able to feel yourself in that way like I sit back and be like oh okay like I'm glad she learned it at this you know what I'm saying and right yeah. I'm ready to take a time machine back to that age and be like okay let me try and do something like this you know what I realized though I realized that they had something to say about Chloe about Lizzo about Megan about Zendaya about Beyonce it doesn't matter who you are like 
they just don't like black women. They don't like black women liking themselves, liking their bodies, being like super confident. Like you could do anything. You could be a bookworm and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. she's too, she's too snobby. Like you can't win. So just do what you love and be yourself and it's fine. You can't win because when, when you're amazing at something and you glow and you vibe on so many different levels that people just don't understand how you're able to do that, then they don't know what else to do but hate love. That's all yeah. they knew how to do. There's, And that's the same thing. It's like there can be a list of other actresses of different races that don't have to deal with the same type of scrutiny. And yeah. it's like we have to recognize, especially within ourselves, when we're putting ourselves down as well. It's like chill and let these, yeah, let these young girls grow. If they feel some type of way about something or if they did something some type of way, okay. They're going to have to deal with that later on and they're going to heal and yeah. they're going to get through it. But it's not going to help with you over here acting like you ain't never did nothing, not ever. Like, I need people okay. to just chill. Right. We only have like a few more questions, but I do want to have you expand to on um, the power of mental health, because especially in the black community, because you are such an incredible advocate for it. Um, and even when looking in your Instagram, I'm screenshotting all of your quotes because they are so good and I want to put them up on my mirror. (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, there is a stigma around mental health and in therapy in the black community. Um, And I think finally we're moving towards the right direction in that people are not afraid or as afraid to get help. But what conversations around black mental health do you think still need to be had and that you hope that you can help advocate for? I think it's very important for everyone to understand and especially black folks like, you know, we come kind of from a culture that, you know, you don't talk about, oh, no, 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 don't talk about it or, or don't, don't, don't put us down. Are you making us look bad? If you, you know, we, we got to look this way and we got to give off this energy and we got to show that we're no, like we have to show that we are human beings. We have to show that we are going through things. We have to show that, yes, we are strong, but that does not mm-hmm. mean that we should deal with certain things alone. We shouldn't deal with certain things by ourselves. Um, we just have to keep conversations open for people to understand, like, this this entertainment life, actors, actresses, singers, these people on social media, everybody posts the good things. Everybody posts the filtery stuff. Nobody's yeah. posting what they're really going through. Like yeah. <laughs> you have to, you, your, your mental, you know, peace is everything and understanding that we need to have more conversations. You know, we're all healing from certain things that we don't even realize that we're healing from. Yeah. And as long as we keep talking about it and everybody understands that you're going to go through things and that's okay. Life is not going to be a cookie cutter situation. It's not the situations that happen to you is how you handle it. And, you know, if, as long as people understand, like, we're in this together. We're all humans. We've all dealt with different things. Like it's okay. It's okay to go and talk to somebody. It's not embarrassing to go see a therapist. It's not embarrassing to sit down and talk about what you've been through. Like go do it, get the help that you need so you can be the best you that you can possibly be. Or if you want to be stuck in the same place that you are, that's cool, whatever, but just (laughs) don't take out your shit on other people because you didn't allow yourself to heal. Right. Don't I project. love being I love being read by my therapist. I'm at the point now where I'm like, girl, Amira, I talked about you in therapy today. Normally it's a positive thing, but that's at the point I am in my life. I'm like, I'm going to therapy, guys. Goodbye. You go to happy hour. I'm going to therapy. See you no, but it's great, great because we have conversations out loud that need to be had. And sometimes if you're just having the conversation in here all the time, that's stressful. Like that's that's not like healthy. It's not healthy to just have these conversations in your mind. Sometimes when you say things out loud it'll help you realize 
side stuff that you didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Even if it is a good thing, you're going to therapy just to talk about positive stuff that can help you like realize the people in your life that are actually contributing in a positive way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It'll make you feel more grateful for them. So the next day that they piss you off, you go, oh, wait, you know, I was just talking something nice about you the other day. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> yeah, it's just as important to identify those people that pour into you in the yes. same way you need to identify the people that are like Xing out of your life. Yes. 100%. <laughs> okay, switching gears a little bit to something a little lighter. You yes. have so many like amazing projects on the roster that you've heard about. I would love to hear about Call Me Cat, but also the difference of having a sitcom in 2001 with one on one and then having a sitcom in 2021. I mean, the whole, the main difference is the pandemic, uh, having to, having to go to set and having on masks and shields and can't be near your co-stars unless you're on set and having to develop a new character and not sure if you're doing it properly until you get there. Um, but then also, I mean, the, the, the cast that I'm with now is, uh, more diverse, um, culturally and, um, talent wise, um, everybody's from so many different backgrounds. And so I'm, able to learn a lot of different things that I, you know, wasn't able to in the past. And I'm a different woman now. That was 20 years ago that I was on one-on-one. You know, I was a teenager. Half the time I'm sitting back not want to listen to people like, oh my God, we got to do this again. (laughs) And now I'm just, you know, soaking up everything that's around me. So I'm just happy that I was able to be a part of something like one-on-one that stuck with so many people and had an amazing cast. And now I get to be a part of another amazing cast 20 years later and gets to learn from them. And they're good people. Like I've been so fortunate to work with amazing people with dope energy. It's just a complete blessing. Like they, I'm learning so much and it's kind we were a little family. Like we were a little family right away. It's like, like, I just, and it's nice to be a part of something now where, we giving people something to smile about. Like, no, come escape for 30 minutes. Come just laugh at goofy, random stuff that we're doing. And there's so many different people from different backgrounds that I feel like anybody can come to this show and laugh and enjoy and, you know, and smile. That's what we need. That's like, that's all the content I look for. I just want happiness. Like, I just want to laugh. The world is way too stressful. This pandemic is stressful. Everything was stressful. I just want to laugh. And like my boyfriend loves drama and I'm like, nope, we're watching a comedy tonight. That's all I'm going to (laughs) watch. Sorry. No, and, and that's the amazing part about, about being a part of something like this because being there is stressful. Like we have to get mm-hmm. tested so often and there's so much going on. But then when you're on set and you have these amazing, talented people next to you, like I'm learning so, it's, it's, not, it's not many people where I sit back and be like, oh, sitcom world, I can learn something from them. But Maya Bialik, yeah. like she grew up in this, in the same thing too. And she's doing so many things yeah. and was a part of an amazing series that ran so long. And to see her and her being such a dope person, like as a person and see her balance and juggle everything. I'm like, oh, I'm taking notes every day, honey. What's happening here? (laughs) How did she handle that? She handled that situation so nicely. I need to learn how to be like that. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. We're so proud of you. So keep doing all the incredible things that you're doing because the escapism that you're providing for us continuously for decades at this point, know that we're Mm -hmm. watching and we're we're following along in your journey. Um, But we also always love to give everyone an opportunity to brag about themselves. So we know that you have uh, Call Me Cat that's out, but what else are you working on or what are you looking forward to um, in 2021 and beyond? 
Well, I'm working on Call Me Cat now. We are still shooting. It airs every Thursday on Fox 98 Central. And you can catch up on it on Hulu. If you yes. missed out, go ahead and binge that thing. Um, I'm, also, <laughs> I'm also working on uh, the reboot of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder for Disney+. And uh, we announced that um, early last year, but then the shutdown happened. So it became a little more difficult to shoot the episodes. So now we're, we're re-recording things. Um, it's basically going to be the actual rebooted version of what it was back in the day. Like we were the cartoon that had conversations that no one wanted to have. And now, especially that conversations are happening, you know, the Proud family is going to go in, y'all. Kyla, are, <laughs> you, we uh, getting, like, are we getting a second Solange theme song? I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about these things. We love tea. (laughs) I know that I can say that they are keeping everything as original as possible. They are keeping everything as original as possible. Nostalgia. Like, literally, like... And with the the subject matter, they're not playing. Like, do they're they're talking about things that are going to be starting conversations. Of, oh, I cannot wait. Should we be talking about this? Yes, we should. So, <laughs> well, what has that family reunion been like for you? Is it like a family reunion for you to be back with these iconic voices that we know and love? It was. I mean, it was at first because we got to see each other. Like last Christmas, mm-hmm. we had like a right. Christmas party and I got to see Paula J. I got to see, you know, everybody, Raquel Lee. I got to see uh, Soleil Moonfry. I got to see all these different people who are part of the process. Um, and we were supposed to actually record these together. We were supposed to be in the booth together. But oh now with gosh. all the protocols, we can't. So um, yeah. I get to see people online. We had like a little reunion online and then of and then we've added Kiki Palmer to our yes. to our, mm-hmm. our our list of amazing people, and uh, yeah, so it is. It was like a little family reunion, but then it was cut short because it's like now I get to see y'all on Zoom like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait. We're hype. <laughs> oh, it's I'm I'm waiting. Where is it? Like it's I need coming. It like... It's coming. It's coming. I promise. It's, it's going to be worth the wait. The the pandemic okay. kind of set us off a little bit, but it's going to be worth yeah. the wait and. These uh, Ralph Farquhar and Bruce Smith are absolutely amazing, and they are making sure that we it is as authentic as possible. And I think you guys are gonna love it. I can't wait. <laughs> um, we like to finish every interview with this. Blackness means to me. Blackness means to me excellence in every way. I think that a lot of times we are tried. And no matter what, we come out victorious. And it just makes me think of excellence. It just makes me think of beauty. It just, you know, I just, you know, and I, th- I think I'm just thinking about everything that I tell my daughters, like your skin, your, the way you move, the way you do things, the way you don't give mm-hmm. up, the way you fight, the way you, you know, express yourself, the way you stand up for yourself. It's just excellence in every way. We love oh, it. Thank you my so much. <laughs> That made me feel so good. I love, oh my gosh. I feel like it was my morning affirmations, you know? Yes. You've given us a lot of morning affirmations, actually. I know. <laughs> I, know I just be talking and I'd be like, what did I say? But, you know, I, that's what I think about. Like, I, you know, especially raising kids, like what can I tell them about themselves that they like need yeah. to understand that that's what they are and that's where they come from and that, and how beautiful and, you know, so. Yeah. You know? We oh love gosh. that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for the love. I feel it and I appreciate it. <laughs>
Table is Ours is produced by us, Kirby Dixon and Amira Lawali. This episode was also produced by McKamey Lynn and edited by Shayna Deloria. Our researcher is Emma Fredericks, and our executive producers are Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. The Table is Ours was created by A&E. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. 